What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 545 of Flow Radio Live. I am Kyle Brackey, filling in for Chris Piles today. Well, not filling in, I'm usually on this show, but doing the intro for Christian uh, while he's on vacation. But Ben is back, the new bionic Ben. Uh, how you feeling, man? Um, I'm doing pretty well right now. It's been uh, so it's, uh, literally a week ago today. I was just getting cut up. Um, I went in right before the show started. I thought maybe if they kept moving slow, I'd be able to watch the show, but I couldn't. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know what? It's not uh, it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still using my. They want me to use crutches for six weeks, which I don't know if that's gonna happen. But <laughs> feel pretty good crutching around, uh, icing it a lot. I am on pain meds, but I don't really feel them. Just FYI, so I think I'm okay to be on the show. So whatever you say, like if you say something crazy and someone calls you out, I'm just like, ah, oh, well, I was on pain meds, so it doesn't count. I think, yeah, I think, or I just say someone someone hacked my uh, microphone. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, to my left here, uh, JD Raider, uh, with a nice mustache, uh, classic Jack's Pizza uh, softball jersey. Is that um, what that says, Jack's Pizza? Yeah. They used to have the self rising crust. Delicious. It is good pizza. Great sponsor Dang, for a softball team. You know team. Jack's Pizza? <laughs> oh yeah, I just crushed them in those. Man, I I had never heard of Jack's Pizza. Um, so you, while well, Ben, while you were gone, you missed a lot, and we'll get to that in a minute. But well, uh, I watched I watched um, most of Wednesday and Thursday shows, so you know I kind of like I kind of kept up with you guys. I like I, that's great, but uh, we didn't get to hear your opinion on a lot of things. So uh Uh-oh. later on in the show, we'll we'll catch up with some of the topics we talked about. Um, and some of the news that, w- that was happening, so we can just get your opinion on it. Um, it. But last night, uh, the biggest domino left to fall in the class of 2021 on the big board, number two, Shane Van Ness, uh, committed to Penn State. I don't think anyone was too terribly surprised. Um, but Ben, your just initial thoughts of, of Van Ness going to Penn State and how he fits in there? Well, a lot of people did think he was going to Rutgers, right, Kyle? Because his dad went there and there were some connections. Yes. I, I think at first, um, when he was like first coming up and had his school list and everything, but I think as time no. went on, um, Penn State became – it became clear More. that uh, he was probably headed to Penn State. Yeah. Well, because at, at Rutgers, I feel like he slots in a little better. And, I'm you know, I'm not really sure he's worried about where he slots in. But obviously at Rutgers – you're going to have Seabass and Nikki Pushups who are probably going to graduate this year. Um, and then, you know, they'll probably likely stick around in some way, shape, or form and train. At, at Penn State, you know, you have Robbie Howard and Bo Bartlett, who both just got signed last year. And who knows? I guess maybe they think those guys are going to grow. I believe Ness has wrestled, Van Ness has wrestled Bo Bartlett a few times. Uh, but I feel like Bartlett and. Um, Robbie Howard at 33 41s, pro- probably. Maybe Robbie Howard could make 25 for a little bit, but then that kind of leaves, you know, who knows? Maybe Bo Bartlett jumps up to 49. He just well, never so, paid that big to uh, me. Van Ness, looking back at like, the articles Nomad did and like the school list he did at the end of April, he spoke with, with Shane and Rodney both, uh, his dad, and they see okay. Shane as a 49 pounder in college. Really? And um, apparently did not rule out fifty seven. Yeah, apparently okay. Rodney hit a pretty big growth spurt between his junior okay. and senior year of high school, um, and ended up being a hundred sixty seven pounder in college. Uh, wow! So they they but see him Shane as a forty nine. 
Wait, but Shane was a 32 as a sophomore, and he's still a 32, correct? 38. 38. <clears throat> he's 38 now. Okay. Yeah. So he, but he was 32 as a sophomore? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he, and that's kind of what I saw. Well, hey, he hasn't grown that much. Um, so, I, who knows? I guess maybe he hits a late growth spurt. I guess if you're banking on that, that's that's cool. So, if if they if he plans on going 49, he actually fits in really well at Penn State because Verclaren will be a, senior, a redshirt senior of the year. He would get to state college. Um, yeah. So if he's still a little bit undersized, you have that year to, to grow into it and, and get used to the college room. And then behind him is uh, Adam Busiello, who just hasn't yep. been the same dude. Um, nope. And then they signed Austin Boone in the class of 2020. Boone's good. I love Austin yeah. Boone. Yeah, Austin Boone is good. Uh, but is, is he Shane Van Ness level good, you know? I, I think Austin Boone could get a little bigger also. I mean, he, he's been a guy who was actually relatively the same size, but I was kind of he's kind of a big 45 in my opinion. Um, and, yes, he's probably not on Shane Van Ness's level quite there. Um, Penn State, I just I went to look at the Penn State roster sporting, so I made sure I had my uh, you know, updated all my information. And uh, they're still not updated. Kyle, can you give their SID a call? I'll get right on it. Penn State playing at a... Uh... The cards close? Nah. That yeah, bad. yeah. Um, don't probably... they usually do this way, way, way before? Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, after we are in unprecedented times still, Ben. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we <laughs> well, are. I mean, oh my gosh. Well, you think if we're in the unprecedented times, you have more time to sit at your home and just update That's your true. little roster, right? I mean, they probably can't go into work still. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would think it'd be extra, extra easy actually. Except you could totally virtually. Yep. And then to your point about um, Boone growing, getting bigger, they really don't have a, a you know, a, a heir apparent at 157. Um, you have Brady Berge there who's got, who's got a couple years left. Um, and then Matt Lee, uh, the youngest Lee coming in. But other than that, it's, it's kind of wide open too. So there's definitely room for – Hasn't the youngest Lee already wrestled 163, Kyle? I feel like I, he wrestled one of my guys at 74 kilograms. Matt? Don't quote me on that. I I don't know. Yeah, Matt. I thought yeah. he was huh? a little bit smaller than that. Hang on. Let me. Okay. I feel like he did it at the 2019 UWW Juniors. I feel like he wrestled 74 kg. Um, I don't think I'm imagining that. And then I, was, I think like six of my guys have wrestled Matt Lee. But we went and seen him everywhere. Last term I've seen him wrestle at, we have him flow 152. Okay, well, I could be wrong. Um, you got you got some ice going on there, Ben. I got some ice on my hip here. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, you wake up in the morning, and I, I haven't. I, I used it when I went to bed, but then you know, wake up, got to got to put some ice back on it. <laughs> nice. Um, he actually yeah. wrestled uh, an open tournament last year, the Clarion Open. Um, Matt did at one forty nine or no one fifty seven. Excuse me. Um, yeah, you said Vaness is the last kid, last big domino to fall in 2021. But Kyle Valencia. Well, I'm in highest ranked. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's say Kyle Valencia is still out there. Mm-hmm. Top five kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where's still... he leaning? Because I not I Arizona know. State or what? They're in the mix. Nope. Um, he gave us. I a think li- he's still keeping his options pretty wide open. Yeah, I don't think he's any close. Anywhere close to making a decision right now. Um, really? 
I don't think so, man. Wow. And I think um, I actually probably didn't even shouldn't, shouldn't say that's the biggest domino to fall because uh, I think Richie Figueroa is very much still open mm, for business. Yes. It still has two official yeah. visits to take, and that really plans to, on <laughs> really wants to take those. And I mentioned so I wrote an article last night, kind of reacting to the Van Ness news, how he fits into the Penn State lineup, and then how all the schools that were in his final school list will move on, having missed out on him. What they were where they'll turn their sights to next. But I made mention that one of the two official visits that Figueroa is likely going to take, if he ever can take them, uh, is Penn State. And what if that goes really <laughs> what if that goes really well and Penn State gets one, that's two, the, three in the class of twenty twenty one. Right. That's so ridiculous. They currently own uh two commitments in the class and they're the second third ranked wrestlers in the class in and Facundo. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing is though. Um, do you think any of those guys will now Van Ness is out? Who's number one? Do you think Facundo can lose? Who's number one or no? I'm not gonna pick him to lose. You're picking him to beat. Beat. Kyle's good. I do. I yeah, he's very good. That he's match is good. gonna be sick. Which actually, Mike Mao is out with both of those guys. He was with Facundo, I think, first, and he got some cool stuff. Which, if we can get that clip loaded up and go ahead and play it, and I think he's visiting Kyle today to get some cool stuff. But yeah, if you want to go ahead and play that, Tyler. Momo. My mindset is uh, just dominating now. Don't get to where you are unless you work hard. And so, I mean, from now on, I'm gonna start trying to, you know, really open it up. I'm trying new things, I'm putting up points. I'm not really just focused about attaining my number one spot. I'm coming after that pound for pound spot, you know. Nice. Yeah, cool I feel like he's there. uh I feel like he still looks so young, but I feel like he's been around forever. It's cause he's been so freaking good for so freaking long. <laughs> It'll be his Seriously third time though, right? at who's number one and at a middleweight. Like, to go to who's number one as a sophomore, mm-hmm. that young, like, that's crazy at that weight. But. Yeah. And Has anyone it, been a four-time who's number one or? Yeah. You know who it is? Who? Gavin Teasdale. Uh, well, Sorry. Oh, really? Wow. Sorry, I was already no. pulling well, four-time I, I not, competitor. Would... Four-time competitor, not winner. Right. There's only been one four-time yeah, competitor, yeah. though. Yeah, I would not have guessed him. I actually think Teasdale was uh, Teasdale was one in three in those appearances, and his win came over Roman Bravo Young. Um, mm. lot, he lost his freshman year. The seniors, correct? Uh, did they wrestle when they were seniors? It was when yeah. they were juniors, because when they were seniors, RBY lost to Joey Silva, who's number one. Mm. Um, yeah, got it. But Gavin wrestled Cato Levis his freshman year, lost that. Uh, it might actually be. I think he actually beat RBY their sophomore year. Beat RBY, then lost to Decatur. Remember, he got inside trip for four super early, and then um, lost to mm-hmm. Pat Glory his senior year. Mm, yeah, yeah, dang. Where's Kevin? Where's Kevin Teasdale at these days? He's uh, not on the Penn State roster, is he? He is not on the Penn State roster. <laughs> I do not believe he is on any roster um, at the moment. Not sure we'll see him on one. Um, but yeah, that... Grand, Grandview probably. That's probably what will turn out. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, moving on. Uh, speaking of, uh, let's what? sit on this. Speaking you don't like of, that pick? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a great pick. Uh, I just okay. don't know where Gavin's going to end up. Speaking of rosters, though, while we're on the topic, I was uh, working on that article last night talking about how Rutgers will now move forward without with missing on Van Ness, and I noticed mm-hmm. that Rutgers has updated their online roster. And guess who's Ooh, on? Oh, nice. Nikki Folkstyle, Suriano. Right. Well, the boy, didn't we know this was going to happen? I well, so we this. He, he enrolled in classes, so we're like, we thought that was going to happen. But then when right. Goodell's like literally no commenting and has said before, oh, yeah. I don't know what Nick is doing. He literally doesn't know what Nick's doing. Nick so, does what Nick wants. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. So to me, this is like, okay, he is he, – If there's a season – he is going to wrestle this year and just finish out his eligibility. And, it are, I mean, okay. he probably yeah. likes that it's going to be a shortened season. Uh, we're not starting until January 1, probably at the earliest. Um, you're going to have limited number of dates, and then you're going to have conference and NCAAs. He probably likes that because he probably wanted Loves to do the, the pitch count anyways. Um, and he's listed at 33, not uh, 25 like you might have speculated. Um, going for the Olympic year. But I think this is really interesting and uh, definitely mm-hmm. spices up that uh, already tough 133-pound bracket. What was it? Thursday yeah. or Friday, Seriano, or uh, Seabass put up an Instagram story with him training. So then it was That's even right. more like, okay, yeah. now he's in. He's back home. He's in the room training. So, And it will be, it will be interesting to see what Seabass does because – um, the same time that he, Goodell said, like, I don't know what's going on with Nick, he said that Sebastian really wants to wrestle in front of, like, a sold-out crowd at the rack. And who knows if that will get to happen this year. Um, so he uh, had, it was, you think he's got an Olympic red shirt also for Puerto Rico? Yeah, he does. That's what Goodell was saying. He's like, he's got an Olympic red shirt to use. But then you don't get Nicky push-ups and Sebastian in the lineup at the same time. Right. He would not. Um, it's you know what's going to be funny to me, uh, Kyle is you know obviously there's a lot of people who are going to at least start on a Olympic redshirt because they are not quite sure what's going to play out, and if it does start playing out, it's obvious that it's going to be relatively weak brackets because there'll be so many people that are holding themselves out or you know redshirting, shirting, Olympic redshirting, mm-hmm. and so then it's going to be like when the first person says you know what, I probably have a better chance of winning this this year than next year, I'm in. And then, like, when the dominoes start to fall back the other way, yeah. when people start getting in the brackets, like, will they, you know, will there be enough of those where they get really tough again, or will, you know, will enough people say, I'm just going to stay out? I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to watch because I think, I think you will see guys reverse course and be like, well, wait a minute, this is kind of wide open, I'm coming back. And then, but at the same time, other people are like, well, I'm coming back too then. Because I can beat that yeah. guy that just opted back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it For could real. reverse course and just be awesome again. Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay. Hope so. Hey, I had to ask you about this because I know you have um, you have a lot more insight in this. Someone told me that Trump's going to make him play Big Ten football this year. What do you well, think? He's trying. I don't know if you've seen his tweets. He had a play he, football. He literally – well, yeah, when the whole thing was going on, like when it was all up in the air, he was like – sending tweets and he made like a hype video Mm -hmm. of the games he went to um yeah but then last week because there was you know there's been a ton of pushback to the to the big 10 not playing football 
And so last week he literally got on a conference call with the Big Ten commissioner and I think just wanted an update, like what's going on here. And he said it seemed very positive, but it seems like what the the what's holding them back is some of these local governments, you know, the the governors yeah, of yeah, the yeah. states and also um the president of Michigan. I I remember we talked about this like in the middle of the summer he was very outspoken against football being played or any sports being played, even kids returning to campus because he's an epidemiologist, so he, like, deals with all this stuff all the time. So are kids back on campus in Michigan? They are. Yeah, they are. That's the thing is he says it's not safe to play sports, but he can bring 40,000 kids back to campus or however many Michigan has. It's shenanigans. Um, Right. It's shenanigans. And uh, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's coach, literally did a march on Saturday (laughs) – to like protest the decision. Did he, he march on the president's office? Did he do it in cleats? He did not do it in cleats. He was in his Dude. khakis, and I don't know if they marched to the president's office or where they marched. But he he has a, he has a saying too on Twitter that I love. It's uh, stay positive, test negative. Let's play football. <laughs> <laughs> but they're but they're doing wow. it. They they're like he's like we can be ready in two weeks. He's like we're practicing right now. All like they they keep putting out Wait, testing. They're practicing, but they can't play. Right, they, the teams can still practice right and, now. Oh and just God. having to practice and be like, yep, yeah, well. Well, Harbaugh's probably convinced them that they're playing. Um, yeah. So they, well, they, and every day you see like a new date, it's going to be like, okay, we're going to start in October. We're going to start uh, Thanksgiving. But I, I just don't buy it. Like, it doesn't seem, it seems like Thanksgiving might be the earliest they start, which is pretty. That would be I crazy. I don't know. They really, <clears throat> in my opinion, they really messed up. Uh, week zero of college football last weekend there was a couple games that went off fine this weekend there were eight games that went off fine and then this weekend uh, the Big 12 kicks off and everything's going pretty well I mean there have been a, a few setbacks to where Oklahoma State and Tulsa what do you, what, put, do you mean, what, is, what do setbacks mean what does setbacks so, mean so um, TCU and SMU postponed their game that was supposed to be this weekend because TCU had some cases and they just weren't going to have like <clears throat> proper like practice time because here's the here's the problem it's not that like everyone gets it it's contact tracing so if you have been in contact with any of the people that get it you have to immediately quarantine and you might not yeah and i think the well, majority I thought they of those took people, that out. I, will hold on. I thought they took that out now no they're still very much doing that and Are you sure? in football the i'm CDC? positive well it doesn't matter the cdc says they're doing these they have these guidelines that they've put in place for for the season to try to make this as safe as possible. Um, like Tennessee was supposed to – SEC doesn't start till September 26th, but Tennessee was going oh, really? wow. to have a scrimmage this weekend, and they ended up having to cancel because they had 40-some players that couldn't practice because of contact tracing. And the, the majority of them were contact oh. tracing, not, not actual positive cases. Um, yeah. So by setbacks, mm-hmm. I mean uh, TCU and SMU postponed their game. Oklahoma State yeah. and – Hughes area uh, Tulsa pushed their game back one week, um, but that's why you know these schedules are more spread out this year is because of these possible postponements. Uh, Texas State played on Saturday with no tight ends because like one of their tight ends you had it. Need them? It turned out they really didn't. They they had some smaller <laughs> linemen that were able to play that that perfectly fine. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I'm actually surprised that. How well things are going because a few of those ACC schools, when the all the students came back, they like had all like Notre Dame and North Carolina had all these cases, 
And I figured everyone would freak out and just cancel everything, but they didn't. They just they kind of went virtual. No, perfect. Yeah. They went virtual with classes for at least a little bit. Um, they stopped practicing for a few days just to retest everyone and make sure everyone was good. And they're still playing on playing, which is smart. I mean, right. Utah, Ben, I don't know if you saw this, Utah literally furloughed their entire athletic department. Everybody. What? Everybody. They have nothing. Like, they're just like, well, we have Why? nothing to do. We have, no mo- they have no money? Well, they're going to run out of money if they keep – because they're not – Pac-12 is not playing any sports until at least January 1. Oh and well, they, does, furlough, does furlough mean you don't pay them, or does it mean – what exactly is furlough? It's like you're on hold. That. Like, you will have your job. I don't job think they're getting paid. Eventually, but, yeah, you don't get paid for – they say we can't pay you until Bro. this date or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, that's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Well, and who was uh, and you know I was it. Um, I wanted to bring this up because it was uh, was it Iowa that was talking about what? For, oh no, it was Iowa State. Iowa State. I was saying what sports they're gonna have to cut and just say yeah. Like, well, know, so they were gonna do uh, a limited capacity in stadiums. Yeah. And then they had a skyrocket of cases when students came back, obviously, and yeah. then a lot of people freaked out. And the AD, Jimmy Pollard, was like, okay, like, there's a lot of bat, and people were saying, how are you going to have fans, yada, yada, yada. And so then Pollard comes out and says, okay, no fans, but we're going to have to furloughs, cutbacks, close CY Stevens Auditorium, and maybe even if it comes to it, cut sports. And now people are freaking out about that, and they were, and it's it's kind of a mess, but. I mean, it's going to be a mess, because even these, Schools that are playing, they still lost a ton of money from uh, mm-hmm. the losing the NCAA basketball tournament, um, which is actually the and no inc- fans. No, right, no one no, has fans, correct? Yeah. No, there are people that have fans. Uh, it really depends on Ooh. where you are in the country. Southern Miss, Southern Miss had fans. <laughs> and it um, was top. No, no, they did not. Yes, they do. They just they spread them all out. How the many? Other, they were not that spread out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, are I'm you kidding me. There were clusters of people, yeah. I think they had about 12,000. 12, um holy crap. But wow, you, okay. You just like and uh Marshall had fans on Saturday. I know they had 12,000. Maybe that's where I got that number from, but I know Marshall had 12,000 um Army wow, awesome. Army just let all their students in, so they had about 6,000. That cadets video there. Uh, was hype of them dancing to tsunami. tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that what was about cool. Can, uh, can, what if people showed up to tailgate even though they weren't allowed to get in the gate? What would they do? Be sent home? I don't. I'd probably just tell them to disperse or like just you got to be with the party you came with. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like, I like maybe the we electronic the whistles that the refs use too. Oh, I love those things. Those things I have those at practice. They're great. They beepers. have <laughs> they they have been not good though because there's like a delay. Like it's not mm, as like yeah. so like plays like when there's a pre snap penalty and they're trying to like blow them. Things don't get shut down as quickly. Um, they're not. They're harder to like. Some of the players are saying they're harder to hear than the whistle, and they're just not used to that sound. You know, it's. Whistles yeah, pretty yeah. distinct sound. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, they haven't been great, but it's a 
whatever's making these games go is cool with me. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, so I honestly think it's off to a pretty good start, and it's it's good. It needs to it needs to happen if we want we want uh, these schools to not cut and furlough athletic departments. Absolutely. All right, uh, we get back for us. I said this is my fault. I always get totally off track. Uh, my other shows that I do are even more of a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to talk a little beat the streets action? We got three matches yes. announced. I'm pumped about Beat the Streets. Um, I think I thought I was initially going to go, but I don't think I'm going to go anymore. I think I'm doing something for them commentary-wise or you know, something to that effect. Uh, I'm excited. These are all really good matches. Um, and just the fact that they're having matches and you know, I don't know where they're exactly going to have them, but somewhere close to New York City, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so, And I heard that maybe a few more good matches coming out, we think. Yeah, the 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 best one is yet to come. I think right now it is scheduled for tomorrow at uh, one Eastern. Um, so be be on the lookout okay. for that, and so we'll be able to talk about on that one Thursday. But as of right now, on Friday we got uh, Vidal Rujal, Jack Mueller, and Gabe Stevenson versus Trent Hilger, and then right before we went live this morning, uh, Joe Cologne versus Seth Gross. That one is Joe Cologne and Seth Gross. Had that really insane match in like in 2017. 2017, uh, US yeah. Open semis, right? 18 to yeah, 16, that, I think. Something just totally crazy. It was like, I know, like, I was telling them both to stop shooting because they just kept chest wrapping each other. By, from <laughs> that was correctly. in like the quarters. And then they wrestled on the backside, too. Oh, and they it did? Was, yeah. And that one was 11 to, f- 11 to 5 as well. Or not as well, but I think so. Like in the two matches that they've wrestled, they've put up a combined like over forty points. So hopefully, it's more the same. Eleven to five is tame for their standards. Yes, <laughs> they need to open that up a little bit. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, that one. How's that Joe one... Cologne even practicing though? Because Joe Cologne, um, I've heard that in California, because we have one kid that wrestled for Fresno State, and he didn't even go back because they're not letting them do anything whatsoever. So he just stayed here. In well, Wisconsin he was just uh, in Iowa working out. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know what he's been doing, but I saw he's with his brother at Grandview. Okay, training for a bit. Yeah, I mean that makes sense because obviously, if you're in, uh, yeah, if you're in Cali, you can't, you can't do. To my understanding, you can't do anything at all. No, so yeah, I think you're right. Tough for me, ready? Yeah, well, that's good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that match. Um, what weight class are those two wrestling at, or is, are they even doing weigh-ins? I don't know. I I've not seen any uh, any weight classes. <laughs> if okay. I was a betting I mean, man, I would say not 57 kilos though. Nowhere near 57 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> Seth Gross looking right? big. <laughs> oh yeah, Gross looks. Is he really big? Yeah, he is. Like, have fun Where's making fifty-seven Instagram kilos again, dude. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. He was on a Bader show two weeks ago. Now, I guess it's been, but uh, he looks he looks pretty large for a guy that once made uh, fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I'm checking out his Insta now. I gotta see how big he looks. Um, and then Vito Mueller, two other guys that are not afraid to put up points. They oh hit. man. You guys you were lying. <laughs> he's, he's nowhere close to that weight class. I mean, his face looks full. That's got to be <laughs> blown up like a stink bug, sea bass style. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Yeah, he's he's well overweight class. I guess he doesn't, you know, maybe he's not planning on making 57 scratch until April. Yeah, I guess probably maybe Olympic trials. Or trials. sometime close before then, yeah. I feel like he probably should, at least for his own sake, make it once before then again. Like you make a, a it month or two before out. then. I'll make 57 kilos right now. <laughs> he wouldn't have <laughs> He wouldn't necessarily have to. No, he wouldn't. He's, no, he doesn't. He's... He doesn't have to. I just think it might be a good idea to. Although, yeah. if it is that detrimental to his body, maybe don't. But just to prove to yourself that you can and compete still at a high level, yep. I don't think it's a bad idea. Oh yeah. Hey, Manuel. Manuel in our Facebook chat, Kyle reminded me something important. I know why Christian Pyle decided not to be on the show this week. Why's that? Because we gave him a deadline. We told him September 9th he's going to have that damn Metcalf documentary done before <laughs> he's fired. <laughs> we said and September listen, 9th. It's September 8th. Brad King. I know, but we yeah, didn't say September 9th. <laughs> we said September 9th or he's fired. Yeah. Maybe don't, he, don't bother coming back. Maybe he's already been fired and that's why he's not here. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Where's the Metcalf documentary? It's coming, guys. Metcalf is coming. It will. <laughs> It will be out. It will be out before September thirty first. The re- the very Wait, real that- day that is September thirty first. Wait, there's there is no September thirty first. Exactly. Wow. It will be out before then. Oh my god. Uh, okay. No, I, think I we should just dangle this for like ever. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, 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 it already has been dangled forever. Like, come on. I mean, when do you think you very literally? When do you think you put out the first promo? For the I know when we put out the first promo, it was um, oh, well, the well. the Dake Dake a wrestle off in uh, Round Rock, Texas. It was the first time that we so put that was over a year July, ago, <laughs> July of 2019. Yeah, yes. that was the first time we put out like a video hyping it up. I believe we put oh out like pictures when Bader first went out to Ames to get like the interviews with Brent and and stuff. Before then. Uh, but the first like actual video we put out to tease was Dake during her wrestle off, because <laughs> uh, that was when we had just like first had the footage. Like they just put something together to just kind of tease people in in the broadcast. Um, yeah, I I don't think any of us thought it would be September 2020, but by the time it came out, but uh, it was just kind of one of those things. Stuff just kept coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause he, well, these these editors, they're not just working on wrestling stuff too. Um, they they deal with a lot of other sports here at Flow Sports. So, like, nice. Give them a break. It's gonna be worth it. I promise. Um, it covers literally everything in his career, including some stuff you probably you might not know about, um, depending on how well you know the Brent Metcalf story. So, you you get it all. We're not we're not shying away from anything in it. Better get it all. <laughs> all right. Do you want to talk? So Vito Mueller is what we were talking about. Totally. Uh, these yeah. two also hit in 2017. I just looked up. It was the junior trials. Yes. The semifinals of the junior world team trials. It was eight to six in favor of Vidal Rujao. Um, but a really fun match. And uh, like we were saying, another I two feel- guys that will light up the scoreboard. I feel like they they just got the the four best chess rappers in the country and they put them in there. Yes. Um, because these guys Mitch all, McKee. I mean, Mitch McKee and, and maybe Kyle Dake or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, I mean, these guys, I feel the same way about the gross cologne matches. It's like the, neither one of them have really super dynamic offenses, but they both find ways to score a lot of points. They find scrambles, they find chest wraps, they find, uh, you know, they're both good cradlers. Um, yeah, so I would I would expect a whole bunch of points to be on the board. They're also both really good on top in freestyle, which I think is interesting. Uh, if one could get there and score some points, um, you know, obviously Mueller wasn't really able to get on top of Roman Bravo Young, so he wasn't able to score points there at all. Yeah, and that was surprising. I, I know I did an article on just like why Mueller would win, and maybe that's why I was I was biased going into the match because I watched a bunch of his freestyles. Like, dang, he was really good at freestyle. Uh, he's really good on top. He's got the head pinch, and he just, man, RBY just shut him down. It was crazy impressive, but yeah. I think it's safe to say, I mean, we saw Vito give give up points to Sammy Alvarez. He's not afraid to to give up a few to, to score some of his own yeah. and just wrestle that more kind of wide-open style. And two guys, too, who I think have actually grown their brand quite a bit, Especially all things considered, they've shown they're willing to put it online. They both came out, wrestled our card. Now they're wrestling at Beat the Streets, just showing that, hey, I'm willing to get on a mat anytime, anywhere. They're about it. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, and I think because of that, they're they're getting exposed. They're getting exposure to a lot of fans, and they're gaining a lot of fans because yeah. fans are like, oh yeah, you really will wrestle anyone, anytime, basically. Yep. Um, that you're down. One. One thing I just thought of, we had Vugar on the Bader show uh, last week, and he talked about how uh, some friends of his came up to him and wanted Vito to transfer to Azerbaijan. Yeah. And uh, huh. and he he went to Vito and like told him about the opportunity. He's like, you do whatever you want to do. He's like, what do you think? And Vito's like, Dad, I'm, I'm an American, and I'd rather – I would rather be a backup here in the U.S. and wrestle for somebody else. So I thought that was cool. Wow. That's, yeah, that is very cool. Uh, Thomas Gilman would love that. Make it proud. Yes, Thomas Thomas Gilman would love it. Uh, speaking of Gilman, uh, he he's going to be wrestling at Senior Nationals. Really? He it, yeah, he announced it on uh, Justin Bash's podcast. Going back, going back to Iowa City. Just to get some reps in or what? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are they going to be allowing that. spectators on October 8th through 10th or they're what? They're planning on it. Yeah, right now. They're selling really? tickets. Yep. How many? All of them? I don't think all of them. <laughs> it didn't say – I don't think it said a, a certain limit or amount, but I'm sure that they will make you spread out once you're in the arena and they'll only make some of them. Dude, what if Spencer wrestles? It's probably unlikely, huh? That would be so awesome. It would be so awesome. I don't I – would, I would be surprised if he does. Yeah, he is already is, qualified who, who for else, trials. Who else could possibly show up at 57? I mean, who are the best guys? Do you guys have a registration list already? Yeah, as of right now, zero people are registered at 57 kilos. <laughs> there's no registration. No, there's registration. He's just saying no one's in at 57 yet. <laughs> but there's That's like funny. one person per weight. Yeah, these, just people just aren't signed up yet. There's no takes, pro to signing up yet. Everyone takes their... Sweet ass time of signing up for these senior level events. It always you happens. Guys, you guys hate it. Yes, it's it's yeah, awful. Um, <laughs> I gotta think it's gonna be packed. I mean, I know there's a there's a lot of college guys that are wanting to compete. A lot of college guys want to do if they do this, they'll qualify for the Olympic red shirt. Yeah, you know, like a, a guy like Trent Hilger, who's 
who's really good but not quite qualified for the red shirt. If he does well at the US Open, I know he's playing red wrestling, then he'll qualify for that. Um, yeah, so I, I think the brackets are going to be relatively large, is my guess. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to be chock full of college guys because you don't know what this college season is going to look like, and you don't want to happen what happened last year. So get yourself a redshirt year if you can, just in case. Yeah. The other thing is that um, the the UWW juniors and U23s, you know, I just talked to CP. He said he thinks they're still happening, but it's crazy how you're not really hearing much about them, right? I mean, because that's not too far away either. I think that it's either one week or two weeks after – um, the Iowa City event, and that's you know, and allegedly they're still going to hold world championships in both of those uh, age groups, which I think is almost even a bigger deal than senior nationals, who's not hosting world championships. Um, so I really hope they kind of put something out there, a final decision on that, or a final word, and then we can start talking about that too, because that's going to be uh, UWAB Junior is always kind of my one of my favorite events of the year because it's mm-hmm. like if you win that, you're good, you're good. Like you're a legit yeah. good. Like there's a bunch of guys who win UWW cadets and you know, they fizzle before they get to the big time. But man, if you win UWW juniors, you, you, you made it, you know, you're kind of really good. So you always wait to see if these kids are going to make that jump from high school to college. And then usually, you know, a lot of them are, they had the redshirt year. And so you're like, okay, well, we didn't see them all that much in the redshirt year. Are they going to make the jump? And so it's always one of my favorite events. And so I wish you guys wrestling would just say like, definitively hey this is happening we're doing it uh let's move forward with it yeah it, it is always a really cool event because you get some of those elite older high school kids and you want to see how yeah. they stack up with the mix of yeah the guys that either are red shirt or wrestled as true freshmen mm-hmm. or even some of the younger guys that are sophomores so it is a lot of fun um i remember dustin plot beat freaking caleb romero in juniors mm, yeah. in vegas it was like this kid's not even done with his sophomore year of high school yet, and he's beat Caleb Romero. That was insane. Um, but you just get a lot of results like that, or just really fun matchups. So yeah, that it's always a great tournament. I don't, I don't know what the holdup is there. I don't know if it's something with we talked about the state of Ohio. Uh, yeah, maybe venue. Getting, yeah, I was just in Ohio for my surgery, and they're re- relatively lax. Um, there was no no real crazy stipulations. Um, yeah, they're playing. So yeah, I mean. They're playing high school football and everything, so yeah. 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 I mean, that's <laughs> the USA Wrestling just buy their own facility. I mean, that's what I'm doing with uh, – we're having our duels here in a couple of weeks, and it's like it's definitely not ideal, but we're hosting them at our facilities so no one could kick us out. It's really that simple. I mean, if we head out of high school, we could very easily – if there's a bump in cases or something, we get kicked out. We'll just have it at our own place so that there's no way anyone can kick us out. There you go. There you go. Can't kick us out of our own place. Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's let's keep things moving here. Uh, speaking of Iowa. Um, Ironman. Ironman is officially, officially a Hawkeye. Um, a lot of so people. So why did this take so long to be official, uh, Kyle? Because I believe he was still finishing classes uh, at the University of Missouri. Do you think there was a percentage chance that he was never going to be able to transfer? Is that I mean, is no. that why this is? No, I think okay. he was just finishing his degree. I, there was an interview with Bader when he was there for the Penn State duel, and he was talking about how he was finishing up his undergrad, I believe, online. And okay. so I, I believe he was doing that, 
and then once you finish that and enroll, well, there's a percent Iowa. chance, meaning he could have flunked out of those classes and then not graduated or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did that though, because he was he was talking about how close he was to graduating, and uh, so I, I believe he was just finishing up classes at Mizzou online, and then once he was done with that and enrolled to Iowa, you can officially announce them. Because there, but there were people getting worried because Iowa did update them. <laughs> Iowa did update their online roster, he not on and there. he was yeah. not on there the first go-around. Yes. Uh, so we'll I think there that. were people that were concerned. Um, but, no, he is officially a Hawkeye, and I would very much expect to see him in the line this year. They're going to have a pretty killer 1-2-3 punch right out of the bat with Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, Jaden Ironman. So I don't, they, I don't know if you know, but they actually have a really good 1-2-3-4-5-6-7-8-9-10 punch. True. Well, I'm not so convinced. I'm not so convinced Mirren's gonna be great at 49. But I guess you know I, I under undervalued him last year. He was better than I thought he was gonna be. So maybe I'm doing the same thing. Um, but and then obviously Caleb Young struggled last year also. So we'll withhold those two. But I think obviously Iowa is a very clear <laughs> front runner to win a title. Yes, they that's will be fair. very good again. That's fair, man. Um, yeah, I think Mirren will be all right at 49. Um, but I am interested to see what version of Caleb Young we get this year. Is it mm-hmm. the version that beats Ryan Deacon twice at NCAAs? Or is it the guy that loses to Eric Brown? Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, Gil- or Iron Man officially Hawkeye. Ben, I went on Twitter this morning and I saw. Twitter, I love Twitter. I do too. I'm on there. Frequently. And one of the. I, yeah, I see your tweets a lot. Uh, one of the. Like trending things was there was a shark attack in Australia and someone died. Oh God! Well, yeah, that's what happens. The sharks eat you. Duh. I know, I know. I'm. This is this is Wild. in favor of our case. The sharks are very bad, yes. and scary, and the ocean is the great unknown. And uh, it's it happens all the time. This guy, he was yeah. just a surfer in his sixties, just going out for a nice nice surf, and he's dead now because sharks. People don't take him seriously yeah. enough. Because sharks, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was listen, the first I, shark attack I, I, in that area in like sixty years. Shut up, shark. You don't gotta tell me twice, Kyle. I I don't get in the water past my knees, so I'm good to go. Um, I'm not dumb. I don't get in the ocean. That's the shark's house. Right, that is the shark's house. We we are coming into their house. Uh, we'll need to ask Chris Powell his thoughts on this when he, when he returns from Virginia. Hopefully, he doesn't get hey, eaten I, by a shark. I, you should have roasted Christian a little more on the Mark Bannock, um, or is it Ed Bannock? Ed Bannock, Mark Schultz match. Um, because, well, I thought I thought know, Chael would go ahead and do the roasting for me. He didn't. He let him off the hook. Uh, yeah, you let him off the hook. <laughs> I I I was so excited for Chael to like stop so I could throw that in there and just like wait for him just to start cussing at Christian again, and then he mm-hmm. just. Uh, it's like the one he time he was gave like, CP yeah, a break. He, I know. He's like, yeah, I get it. No, I was like, wow, did not see that coming. Uh, speaking of Chael, you two, you said in the chat you could turn him, and he said, I, I, I want. I said specifically, I said gut wrench, which is you what did. he said he could not be done. <laughs> so, so you really, th- I got a year, I got a year. You really think you can? Oh yeah. I mean, well, you know, maybe if he's like two sixty, no, but you know, maybe <laughs> well, if he's like. Two thirty or under, I think I'll get him for sure. Yeah. Uh, was his story about you pulling Chris back into the middle of the mat true? 
That was true, and I did not gut-wrench him that time. But I did. You know what sucked is Chris could not defend a gut-wrench very well. But <laughs> every time I wrestled Chris in freestyle, they had this dumb, dumb a um, two or three period thing, right? So, like, I think there was multiple times where I would get on top, and I would gut, and it would be 7-0 because I would get one takedown, and it would be gut, 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 7-0. And then, but then I'd lose it. I'd lose the other two periods. And if it was like, if they just let me keep scoring there, I would have right. scored enough points to where he couldn't have beat me, you know, in the entire match. But you couldn't do that in that, in that time period, which is super annoying. Cause I know one time, and this would be funny, this before I was really good, this guy named Travis Frick got, uh, you know, that you guys remember him? Probably not. I do not. He was good. He was two time All American from Lehigh, but he was, you know, he was uh, better than me when we were younger. I actually ended up wrestling him in the semis my junior year, I think. Um, he got up to me on me seven seven nothing in a freestyle match, and I got top right. I, I beat him eighteen to seven. I just kept gut wrenching him over and over and over and over. So I scored like seventeen points. Like that was that was what I did in freestyle. Yeah, man, that that rule set sucked. Yeah, dude, blame sucked, the rules. Yeah. That was that was bad. Um. Okay, let's get to let's get to some things that uh, you missed while you were gone. I just want to get your opinion Uh-oh. on them. Okay, um, we go. can maybe go rapid fire just if you have some more thoughts on this. But mm-hmm. Real Woods pulled his name out of the transfer portal, so your idea of him going to Michigan is at least on hold for a year. But that might actually work out perfectly for Detroit. Might work out perfect. Yes, yes, it might oh, work perfectly for Detroit. I, I think don't the, think Stanford's going to make any more money in their athletic department. It's it, we're not no no sports are going on right now in the Pac-12, so I don't think their situation's getting any better. It's not looking great. It's not, and um, yeah, the longer they don't play sports, the worse it is. Um, I know. Listening to I've listened to a few interviews with West Virginia's athletic director, and he's talking about how important it was for them to play football this year because every time a game gets picked up on TV, that's money the conference makes. Um, yeah, and. And that gets then distributed to all the schools, so they're losing out on all that TV money, which is absolutely massive. So yeah, it's it's really not good. So much money. Uh, and also, the crazy notion that Coach Barella told us the athletic department told them, well, we can't just pick and choose what sports we bring back. We'd have to bring back all of them. That is crazy to me. It's so dumb. Especially when a good number of them are not like NCAA sanctioned. Like it's only like. You and like four other schools have them. Yeah, just make it like that, a club that team. That was a cop out. That was a cop out to say we really don't want to do this. So let's just say something totally insane. So they have to do this totally insane thing. You know, I mean, yeah, so ridiculous. Agreed. Um, so I think what I think what Real is going to try to do, and what most of these kids that had been at Stanford for a few years, is try to finish out their undergrads, which obviously you would want degree from stanford and then uh try to grad transfer um and the way it was explained to me with real is he might not be a first semester guy at his new school next year just because he'll want to use that he'll graduate in december 2021 and then grad transfer and be ready to go second semester of next season he's graduating three and a half years from stanford that's what it sounds like if he was there like all summer, you know, and was taking classes in the summer. Sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. These kids are these kids are really impressive. <laughs> as smart well, as they sounds are. Like, uh, it sounds like you can go to Michigan then in January of 2022. Perfect. And, yeah, and join Pat Brucky, who's also doing that. Um, yeah. And set up quite a run there in Detroit uh, for Michigan. 
Um, Lee Roper joined us on Wednesday and gave us some insight. Yeah, uh, yeah, gave us some insight into what the season could look like as far as dates. Did you, did you hear that, Ben? I didn't hear that part. No. So he said, like you're saying, no, probably no competition until January one, and then he said what he has heard is probably uh, eight regular season dates would which would just be duels, and only duels. Likely, I, I just can't see them bringing people together for tournaments very much. Yeah. And then uh, your conference tournament, and then NCAA's. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not not ideal, but we'll take it. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, There's going to be so many question marks going into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. which if, is actually kind of cool. You don't get Midlands, don't get CKLV. Yeah, because you see some of those for the first time that you've that you've already seen. But yeah, you're not going to know where some guys stand against the rest of the field. Um, have fun ranking Spay. <laughs> have fun ranking Spay. Have fun choosing um, seeds. Have fun seeding. Have fun choosing who even gets into the tournament. Like, see, seeding will be a disaster under I, those circumstances. I feel like because especially if you just have to like wrestle like your conference or teams near you. Yeah. Um. What about like, I mean, the SoCon like some of these schools like. App State and Campbell and stuff like they really pick up their quality wins at Scuffle or these early Navy uh, Classic, like all these early season tournaments. And now you lose that yeah. opportunity. Um, CKLV and if you're a fan of chaos, though, yes. big season for yeah. fans of chaos. Some people just want to watch um, the world burn. Uh, yeah, that's it, it. Don't even get me started, Kyle. Because sometimes <laughs> I tweet like last night there was only. Let me go. I go to World of Meters. I have one source, so it's always the same. But I change sources to fit my narrative or anything, Kyle. So I go to this World of Meters site every day uh, to check the coronavirus cases because obviously, like, I think it's really bad. That could affect my business, for example. Sure. Um, so I check it every day. So yesterday, we only had 25,000 cases, which was the least since, like, I want to say early to mid-June. I think, like, June 10 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tweet about it. And you would not believe the amount of people that are like, your numbers are shit. I even posted the graph. Your numbers aren't right. They're lying. It's like, it's like, <laughs> listen, I'm saying something simple that we should all be happy about. The coronavirus cases are going down. Yeah. There was, there was no political motivation behind that. I'm literally posting a graph with numbers that everyone should be happy about. I don't care what your political affiliation is. If coronavirus goes away, that's probably a good thing for everybody. It's a very good thing. People get mad, though. They, they get um, mad. They get mad at me. Yeah, I, I like when you post that because uh, I'm I'm not someone who goes and checks out the numbers every day. But then when I see that, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I did spike. Iowa spiked hard last week. Uh, you know, which I, I think what you know what at least I've seen is places that lock down when then they open up, they they kind of spike a little bit. And yeah. but that so to me that was weird because Iowa was kind of open. All it was summer colleges. You know, yeah, I think back. it was the college kids coming back. It was Iowa and Iowa State. Ames and Iowa City per capita were like number one and two or three in the country yeah. of cases per capita because Ames and Iowa City mm-hmm. are big time college towns. It's not like UT yeah. here where you have Austin a city plus right. a college. Like no, like when thirty thousand students come to Ames, yeah, it's a it's a big deal. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's positive, but yes, pe- people will, will try to they'll try to spin anything into a negative. It's really 
annoying and unfortunate. It's something. Uh, I did. I did see someone told you that. Uh, I laughed at this response just because I I do look what? at your responses every now and then. Um, someone wanted you to donate your brain. Uh, to CTE. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> They're trying to harass. They're trying to harass me. I, I know. Mean, it's like there's like 74 of those on every single post. It's uh, <laughs> it gets old. Like can't you people think of new jokes? Right. I don't. Know, I don't mind if you roast me, Kyle. Well, I don't I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one a ton. Usually, it's the mm. stupid Masvidal jokes. Yeah, all the time. So annoying. It's like at least have some create creative material. If you're gonna make fun of me, like. I would like you to make me laugh at least also. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel so, the same way. Um and then I think I think kind of our last little uh news nugget here I would like to get your thoughts on is uh Nino Bonacorsi uh from Pitt gonna go up to one ninety seven. I like this move. I like it a lot because in my opinion one ninety seven is not nearly as good as one eighty four is. One eighty four brings everybody back. It's super deep and he's had um He's had some really good wins um, last year, but again, that weight class is going to be super deep. Then when you go up to ninety-seven, um, man, it's it's kind of thins out a little bit. Like I, I could see him really competing with the higher-level guys at ninety-seven relatively quickly. And I just feel like historically, guys that have gone from eighty-four to ninety-seven have had a good amount of success. Yes, they do. They do well. Um, yeah. 197 though because there's a number of guys that keep moving up there it's getting pretty good yeah. um actually and i think we're under the impression that mazamin will will go there uh just kind of like context clues from his interviews yeah. saying he wants to work down from to, uh, he needs, to 86 he, he needs kilos the red shirt so he can be around for detroit that's right that's right <laughs> but if he does not Olympic red shirt my guess is he would be at 197 so then you have you have Amin, Adams, Darmstadt, Aiello, Schultz, Warner, Bonacorsi, Davis, and Caffey, Cordell, Norfleet. That is a really, really good top 10. Um, and then you're pretty deep. You have an All-American, Dakota Gear at 14, uh, Michael Beard at 13, Traxler at 12, Tanner Sloan at 11, Greg Bulsick. Um So I, I think this is actually because guys are moving up from the really deep 184-pound class, it's actually helping 197's depth. Yeah, that's true. What if it's Pittsburgh, West Virginia, and NCAA Finals? Don't they got some heat? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Back, backyard brawl. That's, uh, right. Unfortunately, when both teams kind of moved conferences, uh, that series stopped in football. They've been playing the past couple of years in basketball, and they wrestle. They duel like almost every year. Um, but it is back mm-hmm. on the schedule coming up soon in football. So, but Yeah, backyard well, brawl, that would be sick. They literally close. I mean, those two universities are oh, relatively close. Correct? Yeah, it's within it's within an hour of each other. It's like sixty some miles. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, good good move by Bonacorso. I think that was positive. Yeah, and then also kind of not as big of a move, but uh, Greg Greg Harvey, who who did start the year like eleventh at one seventy four, is going to move up to one eighty four for Pitt as well. So a little bit of a, a lineup bump there for the Panthers uh, on the upper end. Nice. I b- believe he was in the scuffle finals last year. Um, all right. Do you want to get to uh, some questions with friends? We got, we got a few decent ones. Then we can get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Dennis, DHAMP31, 
He's he's one of those people that just wants to watch the world burn. He said, "Can you bring on Sion and Chael so we can watch the world burn?" And CP can't do anything about it. We would just need to form our own show that was, yeah, um, yeah that is not associated in any way, shape, or form with uh, with FRL, and that way, you know, they can just say whatever the hell they want, and no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say if if uh, if we brought them on FRL, I think that would probably fall back on me i'd probably be the one that gets blamed for this um mm -hmm. so christian did respond to him and said you're a sick man dennis <laughs> um so that yeah maybe so maybe we'll start uh our own kind of late night serious show with those two uh, those two together would be something i don't i don't know if they've ever met or been been in the same room oh, together they've had, they've had to have met at that's something. what i feel like Sian, yeah Sian is everywhere oh yeah they definitely met Jail's been down here a few times. Um, I'm I'm sure they probably have met. All right, Ben. This one this one mainly for you from Omega Mattis. Ben, how do you introduce sparring slash play wrestling with middle school high school kids? Uh, I think you just just go ahead and do it, and then it's gonna be a lot of correction uh, along the way. And, and so you know, we don't. I said I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I don't even try with. The, the real little kids, we don't really even try doing that because I think it's just a waste of time. But as they get, I don't know, that 12, 13, 14-year-old range, um, you just start doing it. And then you, you obviously have to give a lot of correction. And then, you know, eventually when they start bumping up with the older guys, the older guys usually have it down pat. So then, you know, they can feel what those older guys are doing uh, and they, they can pick it up even better from from them. Is it is it tough for those younger kids? Like, I don't know, when – someone like gets in on your leg to not just go like full oh, yeah. live go like yeah absolutely yeah you got to work that out of them though that's 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 um i wanted to say that's human nature right that's what uh that's sure. what it's competitive nature they want, to, they want to brawl it's competitive nature yeah so that's something you got to work out of them you get you have to make them realize that it's in their best interest to um do it that way to learn how to spar because there's gonna be huge benefits long term uh but yeah i mean there's those kids we have a There's couple some kids college still kids in my who club. can't even do yeah. that because <laughs> yeah. there there are we've yeah we've heard stories about a few. Um, yeah, there's there's some guys who I mean we, I, it's almost like they kind of get picked on a little bit if they can't spar in our club. Like you know when I because especially with my best class, I mean we spar in some way, shape, or form every single day, right? So I might say, hey, well, you know we're gonna drill this position. We drill this position. I say, okay, hey, let's go spar this position. Um, let's say high crotches, right? Okay, one guy shoots the high crotch, and then you spar from there. And, um, you know, then one guy will ask a question, and then they'll be like, oh, we know he's not going to spar. Like, he just <laughs> wants to go live. Or, or they'll say, like, don't, oh, but don't spar like him. Or, you know, like, you know, they, they kind of all have an idea of who that person is that can't spar. And then they get, uh, they get teased a little bit about it. And, um, you know, ideally, that teasing is beneficial to make them do, uh, do what the group wants to do, which is spar. It's classic bullying. Um, well, I mean, you know, like listen, bullying gets a bad name, but obviously there there are some benefits to it, right? I mean, if one guy, if there is an expectation of the group, so where 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 bullying out is as bad, bullying is, is a pretty hot take in twenty twenty. <laughs> well, I'll, listen, I'll, let me explain myself so people understand pro bullying. But where where bullying is bad is when when people want to bring you down. Like I'll just say, hey, I'm in high school. I never drank in high school. Oh, I I still don't drink ever. Um, and people will be like, oh, you don't drink. You're a whip. You're a dork. Like that bullying 
will kind of is something that brings you down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's where bullying can be bad, or, or and bullying can't just be straight out mean, right? There's obviously that also, but uh, bullying can also kind of reform behavior. There has to be some caring and some love behind the bullying, right? I mean, that's you know, like when you know people care and they love you you can speak and talk differently to them. I think about my college team. You guys are both on college teams. Think about the way um, you spoke to your college teammates and they spoke to you. If that was taken out of context, it would look really bad. Yeah, but yeah. You miss it. Maybe, there, maybe there are a few guys on your team that you're like, yeah, that guy's a dick. And he just said mean things all the time. But there's probably some guy on your team or multiple guys on your team, and I can think of these guys that they said, they said kind of mean things, but you kind of needed to hear it too. You know, and you yeah. and you knew at the end of the day that they cared about you. They wanted the best for you and, and that it was, you know, it was kind of it was happening for a reason. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think you're saying and maybe bullying is not the right way to put it or, you know, right term. Maybe there should be another term for it. But there is a way that a group can reform um, uh, someone's behavior to in a positive sense as well as a negative sense. I like it. Selective bullying. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need another name for it. I mean, like <laughs> I don't know. you know, you you guys got what, what I'm saying. saying when I talked about it, but no, we're yeah. just giving you a hard time, busting balls. Um, it does sound bad, obviously. We're doing that bullying to you right now. <laughs> um, Jeff Johnson, when do we get the Ben Ashkin chill? So in a gut wrench contest, uh, Ben says he needs a year. So well, in a year, Jack well, need a year. To be determined. So Chael knows that. Chael knows how long Ben needs. So he has just as much time to prepare. Um, Love Chael just gets really fat and then I can't get my arms around <laughs> You him. can't even lock your arms. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be something. Um, the real Avery Lynch literally just said depth, Penn State wrestling. Uh, I feel like we talked about their depth chart a little bit uh, there with Van Ness. Yeah, uh, like we did. they got Austin Boone who was a uh, top – 40 recruit yeah. in the class and it's basically just like and we think yeah. he could move up too like we we're talking about yeah. how big he is he could move up to 57 Penn State does a phenomenal job of getting guys in the lineup that need to be in the lineup they're yeah and they get creative with it you know whether it's gray shirts red shirts yep um they're really good at it and they're playing chess or yeah playing checkers and they're also really good at developing guys and recruiting the best guys so they're just the best mm-hmm. they're the best um, Thanks for proving. Barry Gosselin, since the election is coming up, who do you think would be the top eight finishers in a bracket made up of all U.S. presidents? This is hard because you don't know who wrestled, who didn't wrestle. Abe Lincoln. Uh, Abe Lincoln. That's he's got to be the one seed. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was like super into well, like they're, they're, doing badass stuff. I want, I want their sizes. I want like <laughs> yeah, Trump. Um, like you William, don't think? I heard he's a really big guy, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think he's, he's like, like six three, six four. Yeah. yeah. William Howard Taft get to... was like super big, but he was super fat. But like he could definitely just crush like John Adams and some of those tiny presidents that were like five foot at the beginning. So do we get to have them all at the same age, or did it have to be at the age they were at while they were president? While they were president, I would say age while they were president. Yeah. Well, so, are there some really, really young presidents? Because that would be super beneficial. Yeah. So I, I have no Kennedy. Idea. So I, f- I found the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, there is apparently, a, oh, it's a book, but there's also a DVD included called The Wrestling Presidents. And it says Washington, John Adams, 
Jackson, Taylor, Pierce, Lincoln, Garfield, I feel like Arthur. Andrew Jackson was really mean. Oh, come <laughs> on. All those people did not wrestle. Theodore Roosevelt, Coolidge, and Eisenhower have wrestled. I don't buy it. 13. 13. So we can have a 13 I don't, I don't man. Believe, Kyle, 13 I don't man believe bracket. it. <laughs> Why I don't, don't buy you it. believe it? I mean, it was, it was up in 1700s. Like, there was no wrestling in the 1700s. Like, well, I, I mean, guess it's just because they didn't find, like, what wrestling is. Like, were they entering tournaments or were they just, like, going down to the local saloon and be like, let's have a wrestling match? You know? Like, <laughs> come on! <laughs> local saloon. <laughs> I don't know. How, wow. how did. I mean, we saw Abe Lincoln just wrestling in the grass. Like, you know? Yeah. I, I guess. I mean,. Yeah, I guess it would be harder to find that era. I'm taking I feel like Abe Lincoln, George Washington, one, two. How big was who, Washington? Uh, who, what was the president that literally got in a gun showdown and won? Was that Jackson? George Washington was 6'2". Abraham Lincoln was 6'4". Yeah, Lincoln was pretty large. Oh, I don't. What know about maybe. like if we ever had a super heavyweight? I, I don't know much about president. I mean, all the yeah, president's sizes. Taft. Uh, William Taft. He like got stuck in a tub in the White House. I think. And <laughs> I think that's so how real. big is he? We're talking like four pounds or what? Like over three hundred. Jeez. I think okay, he might be tough to beat. Teach William him a move Hunt or two. Taft. We're good. So I'm saying you can just like crush some dudes. Yeah. He was six feet tall and weighed 350 pounds at the end of his presidency. Dog, go. give him his underhook throw by. <laughs> we're, we're on the money. Did the, Chris, the Chris Taylor plan. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got stuck in a bathtub, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, with playoff basketball going on, who is the LeBron, Giannis, and Kawhi of wrestling right now? I thought this. I don't was, even know what this means. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't, yeah, but I thought this up, was a really cool question, and I thought of some comparisons, and JD might have some different ones. Um, the LeBron, in my opinion, would be Jordan Burroughs um, because he's the biggest star in the sport. He has been doing it longer than everybody else at a very, very high level. Um, LeBron's in his 17th year. He's arguably the best player in the league still. Jordan Burroughs, arguably the best player wrestler JB's in america not maybe not the world maybe if the world huh? jb's just not hated enough like, no, know, yeah he doesn't bronze the best but so many people just hate right. him jordan's kind of universally beloved but i just don't see any jordan's other cry baby flopper okay <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about so stay out of the water bracky loves he loves lebron right but so he's just not he's not this right huge flopper that like i mean a flopper is james harden like yeah. that is james harden is the flopper. LeBron will absolutely argue with refs and like try to work on calls, but like he doesn't just flop all over the place and just throw his body everywhere. Um for here's um top ten LeBron flops. Uh for Kawhi. And that was in twenty sixteen. Ah! Well you're gonna find those for everybody in the NBA LeBron because that's Chase what you do. Flop compilation from it's the same thing and with it's over uh, five minutes long. <laughs> it's the same thing as uh soccer. They all try to take try to get calls. Uh, Soccer is embarrassing how bad they are. I don't. It's watch embarrassing. Basketball, so I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, Kawhi, I w- I went with Kyle Dake. Um, Kawhi is that's a good comparison. He's argue like he's up there with LeBron as best player in the league. He's won two championships. Kyle Dake has won two world titles. Um, when I saw this last night, I was kind of trying to think of somebody who's very good but does things a little different. 
And I think that's where that comes in. Yeah. So Kawhi Ben is he he doesn't like to talk to the media and he just like shows like no emotion ever. That's Kale Ben, right? Well, I th- I was so this is just people wrestling right now. That, what the question was oh, too, okay. but Got and it. it's not in the same way as Dake that they're kind of weird. Like they're just kind of weird in their own ways. Like he doesn't like to talk to the media. <laughs> he's, he shows like no emotion. He's all, like he's like a robot. Like Kawhi's like a robot. And then Kyle Dake, you have a guy that's like doing all these functional pattern stuff, and he wants you to walk barefoot and your solar callus and the way he, he's eating. So like they're just doing things like their own way that is completely different from how everyone else in their sport does hey, hey, hey. does things. And uh, so that's kind of where I saw the the comparison. You should. Do you know who Giannis is? You should know Giannis. Yeah, he, he plays for Milwaukee. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, I heard he's really good, but I don't know anything about him. I mean, they call him the Greek Freak, so I feel like he also shares the name with Yanni. So you should yep. probably go with him. <laughs> that's what that's what JD said. But here's my problem with that. So, oh, Giannis is about to fraudulently win his second MVP. Um, <laughs> fraudulently. Yes, the first one. First one legit. He won his MVP legitly. It's like he made his millie legitly. And but the second one, I mean, LeBron James should win, and he's just not—he's not going to because whatever. But he's very good in the regular season, all right? And the Bucks are very good in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, poof, he disappears. And the number one seed Giannis Milwaukee is, Bucks. Not in the playoffs. No, and the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks are down three-one to the Miami Heat right now, and are about to get eliminated. And, and then the eight seed? No, the Miami. No, Miami. Oh, we're like in the second seed. round. This, yeah, we're, we're in the, the second, second round. round right now. Okay, um, okay. So they're about to get eliminated, and I just I don't feel like that is very fit comparison to Yanni because Yanni wrestles really good when the stakes mm, are the fair. highest. Oh, so who, who are you going to offend right now, Kyle? I don't know. Like, there's no one that comes to mind though. It's a problem Come on, either. Dog, offend, offend somebody. I mean, but who, <laughs> like, who wrestling on the senior level or college or whatever comes to mind? I don't. I can't even think of anybody. That's just who like who had a really good regular season and then a really crap. Uh, Marinelli. Yeah, yeah. He did have two disappointing Ooh, NCAA's. Um, yeah, but he's Italian. It doesn't matter. <laughs> nope, that's the only thing. <laughs> I can't stand. Oh my gosh, JD, you just made me cringe. Iowa, are you, are you an Iowa guy or a Nebraska guy? Iowa. I see. They, Kyle, did you pick up on this? He said Italian. He my said dad Italian. Too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's not the word. Nope. JD is this awesome mix of Iowa and Nebraska, and. Oh my gosh! It, it shows in every way possible. I mean, the the stash. Well, I just say that he's missing a tooth. I don't know if yeah. you guys can see that. <laughs> he's just missing a tooth. Well, I I feel like Italian is uh, Texan. Like I think of it because yeah, uh, like that's how people say it down here sometimes. But also in Glorious Bastards, like yeah, I just always think of that line. I think that I speak the third most Italian. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, professional teams in Wisconsin, I saw you, you tweeting about Aaron Rodgers' single leg technique. It was not good. Yeah. Over. This is, listen, this is our ninjas in training. Good thing so Rodgers doesn't tackle. That's true. Ninjas in training. So when you do a double leg or a single leg, finish someone, right? And the little kids, they, they land like this, right? Like in a line. Yeah. And then they roll over really easy, which is exactly what happened to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so with our, with our little kids, one of the drills we do is get T position. So when you double leg someone, you flare out to the side like a T, 
and that way you can't be rolled, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers would have just came to our five to nine year old class, he would learn T position and he would have been on top. Well, don't you uh don't you have a AWA Green Bay? Yeah, you know it used Up to be called AWA Packerland. It used to be called AWA Packerland and the Packers threatened to sue us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said they were mind, nice about it though. Like they were like, Hey, just change but it. It was a cease and desist, meaning yeah. like, yeah, if you don't if you don't cease to call this that, we are then gonna, uh, you know, crush you. We crushed by the Green Bay Packers, so we changed the name. <laughs> yeah, they they probably would uh, crush you. Um, yes, that would be awesome if you could get him out to some uh, some ninja classes because he, for some reason, him and his backup quarterback Tim Boyle, they've just been having this like mess around during training camp where they just like wrestle each other like that all the time, and a bunch of those videos have gone viral. So. Maybe he secretly uh, takes some ninja classes so just so he can beat up the backup. That'd be funny. Yeah, we should. Uh, that would be nice. We we have pit him in no time. <laughs> um, last question. We'll uh, give you some time back of your day. CJ Kemp. Nice. He he wants to know if you're back to disc golfing yet, Ben. Oh, absolutely not. I uh, I think I'm done for the season. I'm yo. Know, I'm taking an early end of the season. Although I am. My pivot foot would be in disc golf would be my right foot, which is my healthy leg. Um, so that 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 would lend me to being if if it was my left, if it was my opposite leg that I got done. I would be like really nervous because you know when you throw a disc, you really pivot on one leg really hard. Um, but the other thing is when you when you throw a disc far, you use something called X step, which is crossover, and I'm not supposed to cross over center line for a year. Uh oh. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I'll probably skip that. Like, you know, say work on your shirt name. Time. Well, yeah. <laughs> short game's boring. We have the bombs. Yeah, he wants. To, he wants to throw bombs. You putt for dough though. Matt Gilmore, putt for dough. Throw for show, putt for dough. <laughs> That's right. I I've never played disc golf. So I, you guys are like speaking. Greek, what? Right? I've never played. Ever? Well, I just, it's not a. It's not a big thing. Well, in West golf saying too. It's not a big thing in Iowa. Either. Wow. It's more just an activity to do while you drink beer. Iowa has tons of disc golf. Are you kidding me, JD? Iowa is like I was probably is it top. I assumed it was I was in top places. five maybe in the country. Dang, no, a lot of people in Ames do it. Yeah, Ames is popular. Des Moines got a lot of really good courses. Quad Cities has a lot of really good courses. Uh, Iowa City's got a few. Yeah, Midwest Midwest is relatively is, you know popular for Texas is huge. Obviously, so it has a lot of courses. Is uh, there like, you know, like hot spots where the best disc golfers come from? You know, like a Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey in wrestling. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that one because I don't. Okay. I don't know. Their I feel like birth, where the birthplaces were. Colorado. It would be really big in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's stereotyping. Yes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool, JD. Um. Sorry, I think you guys would be good at We all we all know what golf. you're doing when you're disc golfing. That's what the cops said to me when they I know, they that's what car. that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. That was a callback. We know what you disc golfers do <laughs> before you play. Uh all right. Well, you guys got anything else? Can we can we do the uh talk about um Oh shoot, yeah, I forgot to scroll down. Uh the correct nomenclature what? of boneless wings. Yeah, Roy Donk. He said correct. Uh, nomenclature: boneless wings or saucy nugs. And this this became an argument last week because some guy <laughs> in Lincoln, Nebraska, went to the city council. I don't know if you saw this, Ben, and was just like, oh. "What are we teaching our youth?" 
These are these are not boneless chicken wings. These are these are saucy nugs. And oh my god, I don't understand. I don't get this like war on boneless chicken wings. Like, who cares what you call them? Boneless wings, saucy nugs. It do, they're still good. Like people, it is kind of dumb that they're called boneless wings because they're definitely chicken nuggets. Right. You guys want to hear my dream last night? I've only told one person about my dream, and it was Tyron Woodley because he was in my dream. You want to hear about it? All right, let's hear your yes. dream. This is two nights ago, actually. I am on pain pills, FYI. <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna end. This is gonna end the show. So I'm in my dream. Tyron is uh, Tyron, So in real life, Tyron is fighting Colby coming up, right? Well, somehow, some way, they make it a pool, a game of pool, okay. right? Um, and so they're playing pool, and Tyron is is winning the game of pool, and but he accidentally sinks the eight ball, so he loses, right? And Colby starts partying, and McGregor's there. And McGregor starts partying on him, too. And I don't know why McGregor's there. And Tyron sticks McGregor with the left hand. Boom! Puts him down, right? And then I don't know why, but there's a food table there. And Tyron <laughs> takes a bunch of chicken nuggets, and he stuffs them in McGregor's mouth and stuffs them in his hand. And then he slaps him and says, that's why they call you McNugget. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That was my dream. That's I good. That's good. Much. Um. <laughs> But I, I want to circle back to the wing thing. I get that it's dumb they're called wings. I get I get it's dumb they're called wings because they're not, you know, they're not wings. But the guy in the Lincoln uh, council, city council speech said that they're trash. They're not trash. Like, I don't understand why people that like, why can't you like both the boneless and bone wing and bone in wings? Like, people act like you have to be one Stand for something other. or die for nothing, Bracky. Shut up. You were with me before the show. I know. <laughs> It's just, it's like, you're just being, you're being a hardo, uh, trying to be like some elitist. Like, oh, I only eat chicken wings and wings in them. That's what real men do. Like, who cares if they're saucy nugs? They're good. They're good saucy nugs. You want to call them saucy nugs? Fine. All these saucy nugs. All right. (laughs) That's why they call you McNugget. (laughs) You can go ahead and play us out, Tyler. Thank you for listening to another episode of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. It was a great one. Ben was back. JD's here. He'll be here with us all week. As Chris Pyle is either fired or on vacation. You'll find out next week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to tell you until he either shows up or doesn't show back up. Um, Never know. Metcalf might be coming. Who knows? I think we have a date, but I don't want to tell you because I don't know if I'm supposed to yet. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Because you'll get fired. (laughs) <laughs> now my ass is in the jackpot because oh, I said that. Dude, I, broke the, I, I broke my thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ben just broke his equipment. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.